Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Disciple Makers Podcast. We just wrapped up a special little series there from our track sessions from the Exponential Conference this year. And now we're jumping back into track sessions from the National Disciple Making Forum that we hosted last year. Next up is Small Circle, given one of their track sessions. Small Circle is a collection of disciple making tools with a one to one dynamic. They believe that deeper levels of relationships can be found beyond the group experience. Small Circle captures that life-changing power of one-to-one relationships. So make sure you check out smallcircle.com and also download their app for free. All right, let's jump in and hear these track sessions from Small Circle. Here we go. All right, let's get uh, going. My name is Steve McCoy, and uh, good to see some familiar faces back with us and some new faces. Uh, appreciate you guys carving out the time to, to be here. I know you always got a million choices to make at a conference, so I appreciate it. Uh, I'm a pastor for those of, of us that have not met yet. Next year will be my 40th year in the ministry, and uh, so I come to you as a pastor. Uh, we have uh, tools, as you're going to see today, um, we offer our tools at no cost. We, it was a passion of ours when we planted our church about 15 years ago to uh, champion uh, churches around the U.S. and around the world. Our tools are in uh, over 100 countries now and over 40 languages or so. And uh, God has just opened up the doors in so many ways, and we've just seen such an appetite for disciple-making at so many levels. So uh, for those that are joining us uh, for the first time, uh, thank you again for being here. I'm going to do a little bit of a review from beginning to end. And for those of you that have been in other sessions, it would be a good, uh, good quick uh, snapshot review. Do a little bit of highlights. Um, our tool, Small Circle, comes from the concept of, uh, of three circles. Wow. Uh, three circles. Um, that we experience in Jesus's ministry. Many church cultures are operating in what we call a two-circle operating system. Big circle would be a corporate or collective worship of some kind, and mid-circle would be groups of some kind. There's a lot of intentionality in both of these circles that we have put in across the years. When it comes to Jesus' ministry, however, you notice that he has, uh, he has a crowd, he's got a core, he's got you know, close with G- Peter, James, and John, but he's also got this relationship with John at a table for two, a one-to-one relationship. And so um, we find that there is less intentionality to get everyday people to that Paul-Timothy table. And what we have seen over about a decade now has been tremendous life change that has resulted from uh, relational depth. If we can get people at a a deeper relational level where they can build a bridge of trust, then we see greater life change come out of that. So uh, I want to also make clear in every session, this is not anti-group. This is not against group. This is uh, this is in addition to, and so how do we get beyond the group setting, and how do we add to that, just like Jesus did uh, in, his, in his ministry. This particular session is to introduce uh, the technology side of Small Circle. Uh, we, I am a book reader, 
I like real books with real pages. However, I will say the guy I'm discipling through the tools now, we just finished up. Uh, he's the fifth person I've gone through these tools with. The first person I've used with the mobile app. I thought, well, since we've invested steeply in it and we have built it, I should probably try it. Um, I did one session. I never went back to the books. I'm going to show you why that is and what the advantages are. There's a lot of advantages. There's some general advantages, but there's some specific advantages, especially in the way that you wouldn't perhaps think. They're, they're relational uh, advantages. A few years ago, maybe you guys recognize the name Daniel M. His last name is spelled I-M. Uh, I went to one of his workshops called High Tech, High Touch. Uh, I have plagiarized his title today, just like to give him credit for things I've stolen. Uh, but I, when I went to his, uh, his workshop, I thought, how can technology really be, uh, you know, a higher touch relationally? And uh, from that, I, I just, I walked away like, boy, it was such a paradigm shift in this way. This is what I learned, the principle I learned from him. Um, so often, let's say we do a new membership class at our church, and we have 90 minutes. Those 90 minutes are very precious. So what we do typically is we invite people into the class, and we use those 90 minutes to disperse information. There's hardly any interaction. It's sage on the stage, rather than his phrase would be guide on the side. So the, the philosophy would be, instead of using those 90 minutes for that, why don't we give them the information before they get there so we can do video training through technology, et cetera. And then when they come, we'll sit them around tables and we'll interact about what they've already done. So it's a smarter use of their time. So you'll see how we've incorporated that principle into technology. I always like to start with kind of an opening, uh, hopefully thought-provoking question or, or statement. And so technology, like anything, can be used neg negatively or positively, right? So there's negative and positive. So I want to start with a negative. So I have a, a few charts um, uh, for you, and this vertical line on the chart represents the release of the iPhone in 2007. You'll see different vertical lines. This one has, happens to have one. This line represents seniors in high school in the U.S. And so the topic is less likely to get enough sleep because of technology. I have at home two boys, 17 and 18 years old. This is a significant issue because of the blue light, because we, you know, so we at times have to take away their devices because they're going to be up at all hours of the night with their technology. It gets stronger than this. Less likely not hanging out with friends. These bottom lines are 8th graders and 10th graders. But again, you see the steep drop-off. Back in my day, we used to play until dark and beyond dark until our mom made us come home. We're out playing hide-and-seek and capture the flag and all those games, right? These days, my greatest concern for my teenagers is isolation. We're tracking our 18-year-olds, a freshman at F, uh, Florida State University, and we track him uh, with a location app. And I'm not so concerned about, man, he's out late at night. We're more concerned he's still in his dorm room. So 
things are reversed. I'm like, hey, get out. Go hang out with some friends. Go do something, right? Because technology is that they're playing video games, you know, and all they have to do is so there's not a lot of interaction. Here's the, the final one, which is more dangerous than anything, more likely to feel lonely. Look at the incredible increase in what technology has done. We could talk about video games, screen time on TV, blah, blah, blah. We, I think we, most of us understand this. However, I do believe that technology can be used for positive things, for kingdom use. So it's not all bad. It's just like anything can be used for, for good and bad. So I just want to remind you that we, our, our whole approach here is to try to get to this, this, uh, this circle. You may notice that it's red. I haven't said this in any of our sessions. Uh, but it's red for a reason. An American football team sometimes will take these three circles and superimpose them over an American football uh, field, which is 100 yards, as you know. The first big circle is uh, we put over the first 50 yards. It, there's more real estate to move around, there's, and it's, it's a bit easier. Then you get on the, the other opponent's side when you get into a group setting, the next, let's say, 30 yards. And that last 20 yards of an American football field is called what? The red zone. That is the most difficult. And I say disciple-making should be difficult. It shouldn't be easy. We've tried to tidy up our church culture so much, and we say, hey, let's get, let's get you know, difficult with this. So I just want to remind you, again, this is kind of an overview. These are the different conversations. We really hit this heavy in our last session. The, com the, the content in which we're communicating typically in a big circle, on Sunday morning, is common, just like Jesus. He spoke big concepts, broad concepts. Then he came into the group, the conversation, the content was more concentrated. Let's talk about the end times. Let's talk about what's going to happen in Jerusalem. Let's talk, let's talk about this. But then when he got to the table for two, when he's talking to Zacchaeus, when he's talking to Martha, when he's talking to the woman at the well, now the conversation was customized for that, that person. This is where we have seen the impact at a table for two, because those conversations are quite, quite personal, okay? Just want to remind you on the relational side, a dyad is a unique relationship. So with two people, you have one possible unique relationship. When you have three people, it's three. When you have four people, it's how many? Six. It exponentially begins to go up. Now, the interesting thing in a group setting, and by the way, it's not anti-group, love groups, I'm in a group. But if, if these two people are out of joint with each other, this does affect the other people. So you can say, well, there's only four people. Yep, but there's six unique relationships. So we had looked at the formula of, of, uh, of how you get to this, the, you know, the algebraic formula, n times n minus 1 over 2. And so for, there it is, 4 times 4 minus 1, or 4 times 3 divided by 2 is 6. That's how you get to that. So we looked at Jesus' environment. So he had 13, right? So when you look at 13, the number is 78 unique relationships. So you remember how that looked for those of you who were in that workshop? This, is, this looks pretty simple, but the unique relationship possibility looks like that. So it's all about expectation. Recently, I've been analyzing why I love my group so much. I love my group. I'm in a men's group. and I don't leave the group. But I love the group. It's great for community. It's great for prayer. It's great for diverse opinions and perspectives. But it is not 
is, it's not customized. And, it, it, and you can only go so deep in, in the relationships in the group. So that's, that's how we, our tool, our primary tool, and I'm saying this because you'll see this in the, in the app, our primary tool covers four what we would consider um, the most fundamental uh, necessary elements for a disciple, what a disciple should become and what the disciple should know, four major areas, ground zero beliefs, making God first, table for two relationships, learning how to navigate through conflict, etc., and then making disciples, becoming a multiplier themselves. So each of these sections have, uh, each of these areas have six sessions. Uh, you might remember we recommend that you do the sessions uh, every other week. Two things that are really key to understanding our small circle approach. Number one, we have a passion for everyday people. Uh, doesn't mean it's simplistic, so easy, but it just it's accessible. Um, so the first thing is is uh, everyday people, and the second thing is how do we fight against information transfer? Because we are using tools, it can be academic, it can be heavily on the on on um, the uh, you know the content side. When we meet. Uh, again, this is going to play into what you're going to see in the app. We have some guides. You know, we have we a coach. We have content. We have a conversation. So that's how the chapters are are, are made up. You can go to go to smallcircle.com, and you can uh, you can download the PDFs. You can check out how these are laid out without going into great detail. For new believers, we have this tool called Next. It has 12 sessions of uh, that are super simple, designed to be very simple. And by the way, I meant to say this in our other um, session too, but when we have a new believer, we break the rhythm. So as we recommend going every other week with exchange, for, for new believers, we go every week. We go every week because they're babies. We're giving them bite-sized pieces. And man, the discouragement can really happen quickly with a new believer. And that takes about three months to go through or so, all right? This, we talked last session of how we best receive information. And uh, educators tell us 10% of what we read, 20% of what we hear. Again, I'll repeat, that's super discouraging for preachers. Uh, they forgot 80% of what you said last Sunday already, probably before they walked out the door. 30% of what we uh, see, 50% of what we see and hear. And then we really focused on this in our last session uh, because we have labs in every single session. 70% of what we personally discuss, 80% of what we experience, and 95% of what we teach others. So critical to changing and impacting our culture. The, the unfortunate thing is that in our Christian culture, we use the top two, right? And most of our culture, we're, we're saying, hey, well, let's do a lot of reading and a lot of listening. Uh, but why not have tools that are designed to use? So the small circle tools take this approach. And we're again, we're doing labs, we're doing outings, we're doing experiences, we're visiting synagogues or funerals or whatever, and we're, we're integrating that uh, as Jesus did. So our small circle approach takes different, uh, different uh, 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 angles. We uh, approach it from different angles so that we're overcoming just the information transfer, right? So... Uh, small circle relational settings, content for the table for two. Um, and when we get halfway through, there's no disciple book. We're building muscle in our disciples to become disciple makers. I remind you that we have a success rate of our disciples becoming disciple makers is over 80%. Uh, 
and I think it's just part of the design. So uh, different ways we're fighting that, and we'll talk about the mobile app here. Uh, so let me talk about, let's turn our attention now to the, the Small Circle mobile app. You can find it on the Google, the Apple Store. Search for Small Circle, one word, should come right to the top. Uh, it's a free uh, download. Uh, if you want to go to the second page, it will cost you $90. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just totally blind. <laughs> just want to make sure you're still listening. <laughs> Don't you hate it when you find like an amazing app and they're like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, no, I've got to pay for it. So there's no upcharge or anything like that. Um, so let me just talk about, th this is kind of the, a little bit of the duh part, you know, but it's, it's worth mentioning. Um, here are some uh, general advantages of using the Small Circle mobile app. Uh, first of all, you're not printing anything. So we, even though we offer the, the PDFs you can download, we offer them with marks, without marks, by the way. If you're going to a professional printer, some people do, they're going to want crop marks so they can cut the pages and everything. Uh, we offer them no marks and you print them at home, whatever you want uh, to do. But there's no, there's no cost. So even if you say, hey, we're going to save a bunch of money and we're going to print, we do sell books. We have books here. Zero, uh, we get zero profit all at cost. It costs us nine bucks a book to print. We sell a book for nine bucks. We, we, don't want, we just don't want to touch any of that. So, but even if you do print uh, your PDFs on your own, it's still going to cost you and you got to pay somebody You have a volunteer folded and all that jazz. But, you know, that, I, I think the PDFs are great to check it out, but there's zero cost on, in the mobile app. It's the exact same um, content as you're going to see. There's more. Felt like an infomercial there. Wait, there's more. Uh, we have people that still want to use books um, and at, our, at our church. We get that. And so you have to store them somewhere. So we have cabinets and all that with an app. No storage. <laughs> uh, this is obvious, but there's no distribution. When people want books, it is kind of a constant thing for us, for those people who use books, like, hey, I lost book three. Okay, come on by the church. We have to get it to you. We'll see you on Sunday, and we'll give you a new set of books, etc. So there's no distribution. Everybody has it. I know it sounds silly, but you always have your phone with you. So that means that, hey, I'm waiting for, I'm in the kids' pickup line. Great. Do a little bit of your workshop. Do a little bit of your worksheet. Do a little bit of your, your reading. Do, you know, uh, as your disciple maker, kind of look ahead. Read, you know, so you can, you can, uh, you always have it with it. Memory verses. We do a lot of memory verse and stuff. And so, hey, you, you always got it with you. Um, all the Bible verses are Bible buttons, as you're going to see. And so in the English version uh, and some languages are, so we, even though our tools are in 40 plus languages, we're now putting them into the mobile app. So if you go to the mobile app, you'll see in English, we're in the mobile app, we have Arabic now, we have uh, Ukrainian, Russian, we're working on French uh, right now, we're working on Hindi right now. So uh, we're putting the languages in, uh, into the mobile app on that end of things. But uh, so for English, we have seven different uh, translations of the Bible, seven different versions of the Bible, same thing for Spanish. So you can kind of choose, that's kind of neat. Uh, with the printed material, only obviously only one version of the Bible. We primarily use the NIV. Uh, and uh, languages. Uh, and uh, when you go to start over, so if you've used the books and you know you, the answers to your worksheets, uh, you're going to probably modify them a little bit from time to time. Some of the answers you're going to keep, some of the content you're going to keep the same. But if you use the books, and you've gone through and you've written all through your books, and now you're going to start with a new disciple, 
the, the pivotal question is, are you just going to get a clean book and just do all that work over again? Or are you going to write up the margin of the book? Or how long can you do that? So with the mobile app, you can uh, keep your answers. You can store your previous disciples' answers. Uh, you're going to take on a new disciple, new answers, and all that content. And so you can go in and modify old content, change a little bit, add a little bit. Another feature for me, I didn't list up here, but when I go to write, my handwriting never got much better beyond the third grade. I feel like my, my, uh, my mind is always traveling faster than I can write, and therefore it's pretty sloppy. And uh, so I find that my answers and the writing, you know, when you have a writing uh, area, it's limited. And so with the, with the mobile app, you can type as much as you want. So I find my answers are much more in depth and I'm, much, I'm flowing a lot easier. So I just happen to type better than I, I write. All right, so I wanna show you some specific examples. I think a, a lot of those advantages that we just saw probably apply to, to a lot of apps, but I wanna show you some specific things through the mobile app. Hello, Disciple Makers Podcast listeners. I want to invite you to the 2022 National Disciple Making Forum here in Nashville, Tennessee on October 5th and 6th. Jesus had a strategy, a plan, and a roadmap for making disciples. In other words, he was highly intentional. He guided, coached, and developed his disciples into full-on disciple makers. And by living out the Great Commission, they changed the entire world. We're constantly gaining new insight about intentional discipleship as we look closely at Jesus. And if we're thoughtful and prayerful, we can apply many of those same practices today. So head on over to discipleship.org to buy your tickets for the 2022 National Disciple Making Forum. I look forward to seeing you there. So if you, can, if you can't see the screen, don't be embarrassed to move because gonna, we're going to do a little video action here. So I don't know if you guys on the end can see, but if you can't, um, I want to make sure you can see. All right, so when you sign in, uh, to, when you come to the mobile app, um, you will see that uh, there is a, this says sign up, uh, reset password, change language, and church affiliate portal. We'll get to all that. But when you, see, when you come to the page, you'll see there are tutorials. I highly, highly, highly recommend the tutorials. We get tech questions all the time, tech support questions all the time, like, hey, I can't figure out how to. And I always say, have you looked at the tutorials? No, I didn't look at the tutorials. Where are they? They're on the front page in bright red. <laughs> so, so even before you sign up, because you want to, there's a way to sign up and they're going to be sent a link and you click on the link. It's super, it's very simple, but you know, so I also want to point out that, that I'm using here the web app. So there is a web app and there's a mobile app. They are the exact same login information. There's the exact same layout, the same design. The small circle, uh, it's smallcircle.io, like old McDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> it's a good way to remember it, unless you don't know old McDonald. <laughs> so, uh, so when you, here's the reason, I, so here's the uh, beauty of the, of the web app. You don't have to thumb type all your content. 
So you can be on your iPad, you can be on your laptop, you can be on your desktop and just type away. And within a nanosecond, it's on your phone. So everything is designed that way. So for me, I prep on my laptop and then I walk into my session with my phone. So it's a nice, uh, it's a nice feature. So once you sign up, like if you sign up on the, uh, uh, on the mobile app, you're already set. You just use that same login information on the web app, all right? Uh, okay, so let's take a look at some of these uh, lower menus. So you sign up, just wanna make sure you know there's tutorials. When you click on the tutorials, you'll be taken to this page. I think there's uh, 12, 14 tutorials and they're all you know, two or three minutes uh, long and um, we kind of navigate, narrate through all those. And so it's, uh, it's nice to have the, um, the, the tutorials. Then you'll see this lower uh, side of, of uh, the menus. So uh, if you look closely at these, there's a sign up, uh, you can reset your password, you can change the language. So for example, if you click on the language, you'll see right now, uh, you'll see English and Spanish, Arabic, Russian, Ukrainian, Hindi is a work in progress, French behind the scenes. So all those languages are ready, ready to rock and roll. Uh, it was interesting to do the Arabic, by the way. If you are using the Arabic or you have friends that are uh, using the Arabic, you swipe opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, so it was interesting for the uh, for our developers. We had to <laughs> we had to get them to do. Okay, now here is something crazy cool. All right, the church affiliate portal. The church affiliate portal is designed for an organization to be able to track who is who, what the progress is of those in your church. So. I will say this to you from the, putting my pastor's hat on. Once you send out the 72, it's good to take inventory of how they're, what they're celebrating. That's what Jesus did. Like, hey, let's course correct that celebration a little bit. Uh, how they're doing. Did anybody drop the ball? If you use the books, you, you'll have to go a little old school, which is like an Excel sheet, etc. In other words, Bob and Mark are in discipleship together. They're paired up. Let's say you don't, you don't check on them uh, for quite a while. And then in passing, you see Bob on church say, hey, man, how's it going? Is the disciple. Hey, Bob, how's it going with your disciple mate? Well, we really haven't met in three months. That's a failure. And, and you might have said we didn't meet three months because we had a tragedy. Well, you'd want to know that. Or we, we haven't used the tools because we decided to read a book together. I've done that with a disciple. Uh, we, we were really digging down deep with uh, me and another guy on relationships. And so I'm like, hey, let's time out on the, on the small circle tools. I want to read this book called Relational Intelligence because it, it was a great book for what he needed. So we paused it. So if you were to look at the spreadsheet like, hey, McCoy's dropped the ball. Not really. I paused. You'd want to know that. So in other words, the more people that you have doing this, when you first start, you got maybe three disciple makers, three disciples, not a big deal. You can keep track of that. But when it grows, so when ours grew from, you know, six people to 12 people, and then to 24 people, and then to 48 people, and the 96 people in disciple making, somebody has to shepherd that, that operation. You don't want to drop the ball on this. It's super, super important. So, the, yeah. 
uh, like tracking of their meetings or is it I'll show you. To, oh, yeah, sorry. yeah, I'll show you. Yeah. Don't interrupt me again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, just elbow him, would you? <laughs> I'm playing with you. Tell you what. All right. <laughs> this is about relationships, all right? <laughs> all right. So in the church affiliate portal, uh, you can sign up as an administrator, and there's a tutorial on that. And so you can, um, uh, and your church or your organization will get a unique, specific code for, for your users. When you're asking people within your church to sign up for the mobile app, you give them that code. That allows you to track within your own church, your own denomination, your own network, and you'll be able to see the progress I'll show you. So again, there's a tutorial on that. I didn't want to just go through all the hows in our session. You can look it up for yourself. So you click on the, uh, once you click on that and you're signed as an administrator, it's a different sign up than your personal sign up. So that's our church, uh, local church. And then on the side, you'll see there's disciple makers, there's disciples, there's all users. And so let's, if you click on disciple makers, for example, you have active users and inactive users. So active users are those that have used the app within the last 90 days. If they become inactive, then uh, we, uh, they can still use the app. It's just telling you, it's alerting you, hey, heads up, uh, you haven't used the app. We're, de we're constantly developing. We've been developing this. Our church, I can't say enough about our church. We, we planted our church, hey, we don't want any debt. And we didn't even know what God was up to. Uh, but we have been able to just fund translations around the world. Our church has invested probably a few, thousand, a few hundred thousand dollars into the app, and we keep developing it because people are like, hey, could we do this? You know, like, hey, that'd be cool. Let's do it. So right now, we just went to the developers and said, hey, can you alert the administrators when they reach X number of days of being inactive. Because right now you have to go retrieve that information. You have to be constantly looking. We want them to, I want to be notified like, hey, there's a couple that, you know, have, they've been inactive for 90 days. Again, it doesn't it not be a negative. It, it may just be like, hey, we're hovering on something deep. Like, great, keep hovering. But you just need to know. If you're going to shepherd, you got to be aware of what's going on, right? All right, so when you click on active users, um, then what happens is you'll see a list of, remember I clicked on Disciple Maker, so here's an active list, there's yours truly. So you click on Steve McCoy, and at the time, I had been looking at the Russian, so um, that was the last, that's the Bible version that I was using at the time. Here's where I last left off, this was the last chapter I'm in. This tells me the percentage, that gives me the date of when I last left off, that's really critical. So when I made this little film, it was 921. That's my progress of where I'm at in the app. It will list also the disciples that I have. So this is the guy I'm finishing up with now. You can click on his uh, name. It will show his progress. He's now started with another person. It will show you that, you know, when he's, when he's last left off and everything else. So it's a really, really great way to track the progress and to see where your disciples are. That's so super cool. And it does it for you. It's self, you know, self-perpetuating. In other words, you don't have to do it. If you don't do it this way, you still would want to track it somehow. And again, we just use a, 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 a Excel sheet. 
and we've created a formula in the Excel sheet that will turn the name red if it goes beyond 90 days. So there's still that tracking mechanism, but this is super. So we try to encourage, encourage people, you know, get the app. We're almost, in fact, to a point where we may not offer the books at our church. I know that's going to ruffle a few feathers. So I was asking if you would call them for me. <laughs> so, uh, yes, did you have a question? Yeah. Uh, yes, I was wondering, uh, this is all one-on-one, -on -one, correct? Yeah, the question is, is for, for the sake of uh, recording, is this all one-on-one? -on -one? Yes. And, and so what is the timeline, unless there's some downtime, mm -hmm. what, how long does it usually take to... It's a great question. So the question is, how long would it take to go through the small circle tools? The primary tool is exchange with those four different areas. If you do it as we recommend every other week, because we're trying to slow down, you know, we're all speeding up. It would take about a year to a year and two or three months. Everyone I've discipled, I've taken longer than that. Because if you're using everyday people, it will be a machine. So you don't have to do some people. Some pastors say, well, I've got to disciple six people. I'm like, that's five people you're robbing from other disciple makers in your church. So let them do the work. Don't do it all. Right. So but if you use the tool for new believers, it's about three months, maybe four. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So this is the this is the affiliate uh, portal code. Super, super helpful. All right. There's a, on the home page. There's a, uh, a, a bookmark, kind of neat, where you, so you click that, it will take you exactly where you last left off. So, um, uh, and I'll show you how that works. So when you go in, so this, along the bottom you'll see icons, I think there's five or six icons, uh, homepage, library, notes, etc. you can uh, communicate through the app. Here are our th three tools. Now if you've been in all the other workshops, you're like, hey, wait a second, I thought there were only two tools. But wait, there's more. On the mobile app, we have this other third tool, which we'll talk about. Some of you have read the book Disciple Shift by Bobby Harrington and Jim Putman. This book came out of Disciple Shift. I really like their four relational spheres, which are uh, church, uh, you know, relationship with other believers, relationship with God, relationship with unbelievers, and relationships within our family. So I flew out to Jim's church, had, we formed a kind of a creative team there, and working with his creative team, uh, I did a prototype along the way, and we formed a, a tool uh, uh, out of that, uh, those four spheres, and I'll show you that, okay? So uh, when you see these uh, tools, let's click on next. This is for unbelievers. All the 12 chapters are there, same in the book, same content, everything's the same, very straightforward. These are all the chapter or session headings. When you click on that, these are all the sections within one chapter. So there's a disciple maker, a little disciple maker guide that we have in there for each uh, section. When you click on that, there's a snapshot, there's a word of advice, there's a conversation. So you click on that and, and uh, you'll get the content. So it's very uh, straightforward, especially the next tool, super simple. Everything's uh, as um, as it looks. Uh, so back to the library, you'll see the exchange tool. So this is where it gets, this is where it gets pretty groovy. Uh, so there are the four modules in uh, an exchange. So in each module, you remember there are six sessions. And so, for example, if you click on any of these sessions, there's the disciple maker guide. That's the coach. There's an intro. There's a lab, a worksheet. There's where we journal. 
So when you click on each of these, what we've done is divided each introduction and worksheet into six sections so you're not endlessly scrolling. So they're more bite-sized pieces. And then on the right side, you see progress checks. When you go through the whole thing, that's how the bookmark works. It will take you to your last check. So, you, so it will say you were on this, this section, this chapter, and it will take you right there. You click on a worksheet or whatnot. All the Bible verses are, like I said, on buttons. So uh, when you click on any one of these uh, buttons, these Bible buttons, you just click on it and uh, it will take you right there. So I'll give you a better example here on the optional reading, which is just a list in the printed version, but people are more apt to read it when you, you're able to click on the Bible verse and have the Bible verse right there. So you can copy that, by the way. You can send it to someone. You can make a note on it, as you're about to see. So you can make notes like, hey, I really want to make sure. So if you said uh, to your disciple, uh, hey, I'm, I, man, I was just reading this this morning. Click on copy, send it to your disciple, and say, I'm just praying this verse over you today, or whatever that might be. Uh, here's a workbook entry. This is where it gets really exciting. So, when, so just like you would fill out a workbook in your, in your study sheets, you click on workbook entry, and it will take you down to the bottom, and you can type in your, your answer here. And so when you type in your answer there, it will take you back, and that's, that's going to post, as you'll see, above uh, right in here. So that's my content to the, to, the, uh, to the worksheet. But here's where it gets exciting. I can see my disciples' content. This was the game changer for me. So his content then uh, is there. And so let me tell you why that is super, super important. So you can friend each other in the app. You can go to the tutorial, figure out super simple how to do that. Uh, you can friend each other on the app, much like you friend each other on Facebook. And what that does is it connects the two of you inside the app. Okay. Our champion for the tools, do a little pop quiz, is... You bet. 20% of what you heard. Uh, is the champion... <laughs> Confidence? No. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Our champion is everyday people. <laughs> yes. All right, everyday people. Okay. When we first started our first session, I said to you, I propose that the number one obstacle for people, everyday people in our church to disciple is a feeling of inadequacy. They don't feel confident, right? So we're all we're trying to equip them to, hey, you can do this too, right? So um, as pastors... Uh, we are used to hearing hard things and having to, you know, not freak out when people tell us something heavy. Everyday people are a little bit nervous about that. And so we're we don't want to put them in scenarios where they're caught completely off guard. When they get to see the content of the person that they're discipling ahead of time, number one, trying to break information transfer, they don't have to ask, what you put on question three? Because they already know. Number two, they're not caught off guard by something that's said that's like, ooh, I need a little time to think about that. I really want to pray through what we're going to talk about. So I say that as a disciple maker, you're prepping. But you're not just prepping the content, you're prepping for the conversation recognizing that the Holy Spirit is probably going to change gears to a certain degree, 
but at least you go in and say, hey, I really want to talk about that with my disciple. Or why did he say that? Or I wonder why he didn't say that. Then third, I can be selective. So let's say there are 15 possible you know, sections to fill out in a worksheet. I'll go in, I'm only picking a couple. Because there's some questions, hey, what did Moses say to Joshua? And blah, 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 blah. Okay, great. Right answer. Bang, go on, move on. So I'm not wasting my time. High tech, high touch. I'm going to go in. I'm going to say, oh, I want to talk about that. Ooh, I like that response. Wow, that's personal. I better pray through this. God, where are we navigating? So it gives an everyday person a real advantage. I will tell you from personal experience, this was the game changer for me. I came into that session... I was prepped for the conversation, not just for the content. And when we began to talk, we got right to the core of it. I wasn't wasting my precious 75 minutes or so on him dispersing information. Would you put on question three? I already knew it. See how that works? So now we're interacting. All right. So watch this. So um, on the top, this is my content. And then this is his content. But wait, there's more. On every section of the app in the upper right corner, so he put, uh, um, um, he, uh, he said, I walked away from God when I was 16, had a call in my life, but God brought me to my knees when I was 25, okay? So I've taken a note in every section of the app, regardless of where you're at, you can take a note. Talk to David about what happened when he was 16 years old. What brought you to your knees? What finally, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm writing, in a, this is going to be my conversation guide. So when I'm driving over, while I'm at a stoplight, I'm looking at my phone, <laughs> I'm reminding myself, here are the three or four points that we're going to talk about that I really want to ask Dave about. I'm telling you, you try it. You One time on the app, I bet you won't go back to the books. Uh, all right. So what happens is um, on when you make, uh, write a note, you can favorite the note or unfavorite the note. Super easy. Then what happens once you have your notes in, and so I'm going to favorite this particular note, what I do is that I unfavorite every note in previous sessions. And I'm only going to favorite the notes coming up. On the bottom here, you'll see, we're going to the notes section. I'm going to go to my favorites. These are my conversational points for, my, for this coming up session. So if you can't remember, talk to David about what happened 16 or ask Dave what he meant about the true meaning of love. Like, what is that? So all you do is click on that note. It will take you back to the context of where he wrote that note so I can kind of see what the question is. So I'm basically toggling between this and my note icon, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Make sense? That's pretty good. Is this on the website or on your phone? Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's the same. Okay. But when I'm walking in, I'm just, I have my phone. But, but your prep is probably, on, that, that was my point. Yes, like absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, so I'm running this off my laptop now. You're seeing my laptop, uh, or what I recorded on the laptop. So that alone, I'm telling you, is really super, super impacting.
that, that one feature alone. I think the affiliate code is really cool. I think that you can have multiple languages, you can have multiple translations of the Bible, all that's, all that's like, wow, that's pretty neat. But I'm telling you, that one feature changes the conversation and it equips everyday people. Hey, I want to interrupt this episode real quick because I want to give a shout out to four of our key partners who will be leading track sessions at the National Disciple Making Forum coming up in Nashville, October 5th and 6th. Check out Awana for information on family discipleship at awana.org. Take a look at Mercy Multiplied for discipling women, especially women who need special support. Their website is mercymultiplied.com. Do you find yourself wanting to help in transitioning your church to a disciple-making focus? Then go to navigatorschurchministries.com for more resources. And lastly, should you need help with sustainable discipleship models, head on over to sustainablediscipleship.com. I encourage you to join one of the track sessions that these organizations will lead at our forum. We want to thank Awana, Mercy Multiplied, Navigators Church Ministries, and Sustainable Discipleship for their support. All right, let's get back to the episode. Okay, this is the mix tool. The mix tool is uh, designed for these four relational spheres. This, again, comes from the Discipleship book, all right? Uh, we wanted the, the mix tool to... Um, to be practical. So let's take the God sphere, and you're, and it's really designed to be kind of a um, uh, a, uh, a chocolate box of sorts. So let's say, for example, you're talking to your disciple. How's your prayer life? Uh, not very good. Here are 25 to 30 different creative ways to approach prayer. Okay, I literally had this conversation with my husband last night about making it easy enough for those us everyday people yeah. and having these resources. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Amen. There it is. All right. So, so for example, so most of the, so the next tool and the exchange tool are, are more sequential so that you're not overwhelmed. Like, Oh my goodness, there's another tool. Treat this like a chocolate box. You know, sometimes you're trying to find the one with the walnut or the one with the jelly, whichever your favorite pick is. It's, it's reaching into a toolbox to use only when you need it. That's what it's there for. It's not to start at the very beginning, go all the way to the end. There's so much content here, and we can, we're constantly adding to it. It's super easy to add. So again, you're going along, you're talking about uh, to your disciple, hey, how's, how's your prayer life? Like, oh, man, I run out of stuff to say. So this particular one is what we call Bible reading prayer. So we would say, hey, here's some scripture verses that you can read and just read back to the Lord. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And just stop there and kind of elaborate in your prayer. We're trying to give them tools, practical tools of how to do this. So this is true for, uh, and so all these times, so same thing for the Word of God, 25, 30 different ways of how to preach, to approach the Word of God. Uh, 25, 30 different ways of how to approach worship on your own. 25, 30 ways of, 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 uh, of surrender. So God, church, world, home. So when you come to the home, for example, we wanted this to be very specific because we recognize that in the home, there are different 
there's people who are single, people who are divorced, people who are widowed, people that are married, people that are married without kids, people married with kids. You find all those options in the family. So when you go in, and for example, the, the, the topic is uh, stress, okay? There's one for every uh, dimension of, the, uh, of those families. So are you single, are you married, or do you have kids? Uh, I think we have 10 extra ones for stress with those of us that have kids. <laughs> and so, uh, and so th we're trying to customize it as much as we're possible. Again, only use this when you need it. So if you need a hammer, reach for the hammer. If you need something, hey, we're talking about prayer, hey, reach for the prayer tool. Does that make sense? So uh, again, super easy. That is not in print. There was just so much content we didn't. We were just like, hey, we're going to print this. I don't know if you know the name Steve Saccone. Uh, Steve Saccone uh, wrote Relational Intelligence, an unbelievable book. Um, and um, so we brought Steve in and we did some team writing on this, but uh, just uh, really, really um, neat tool. Okay, so let, me, um, so let me just pause for just a second and ask uh, any questions about the app at all. I know you probably haven't used it. Yes. So bi-weekly-ish. Mm -hmm. And how do you set up the timing of have it done by so that I have time to It's a great question. Yeah. So since you're seeing the disciples work, if he or she does it while you're driving over. <laughs> what was the question? Oh, thank you. Yeah, he reminds me of. So the question is, is there since you're using the app, and you can see the disciple makers can use the uh, see the disciples work. Is there a kind of a cutoff point that you're trying to tell the disciple, hey, give me a little bit of margin so that I, you know, you're not seeing the content as you're driving over. So um, and if they are, it's a great conversation to have. Right. Because I tell the guys I'm discipling, use this as a devotional. You've got two weeks time being a regular so if this is if you're waiting, you know, 13 days to do this, what you've been doing for 13 days. Right. So I don't I, I don't necessarily give them a deadline, but I'm trying to. But I have had a couple of conversations that I'm like, hey, <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, prep on my end. So, you know, so I would say you, you you set that. But if it's 24 hours out or, you know, 48 hours or. Yeah, Jerry. Can I make a comment? I, I, I use the app, so what I do is I meet on Saturday, and if I look by Wednesday, my disciple, it's like 3%. It gives me an opportunity to call him and say, hey, what's going on? I had a fight with my wife, or my kids are acting up. It gives me an opportunity to just talk to him. It's not about, like, here's a hammer, why not finish and stuff, so good. Yeah, Thanks. yeah, it's a great question. Yes? A uh, question, you said yeah. in the beginning about a lot of times we have classes, and we do a lot of teaching in classes, but there's not a lot of conversation. When you, you mentioned, is there something in the app that you're using for your for to help create that pre yeah uh, conversation for the class? Mm -hmm. That's a great question, Chris. Yeah, let me repeat the question. So the question is, um, do you um, is there something in the app that creates conversations? Right. So I was likening that, like uh, uh, what Daniel M had said about um, you know. Uh, get the information before you get there. We've done the same thing at a table for two since you can see your disciples' work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. And, and again, it just saves, it just, it saves wasted time. What did you put on question three? Well, if you knew ahead of time, you didn't have to ask that and spend all your time doing that. Yes, yes. 
So I work with college students, mm. so their timeline of being in town with us is so different than like people who are part of your church like, yeah. 12 months out of the year. Mm -hmm. So you kind of said between the new believers about three months, but then bi-weekly is over a year. So we have about seven months with them. Is there a way to use it to use this process in a different timeline or is it pretty much one or the other? Yeah. So great question. Let me repeat it for the sake of the recording. The question is, in, a, in some settings, in your case, the you know, university or uh, school setting, um, the, the time is limited to like a seven-month range. Uh, these, the exchange tool particularly is you know, designed kind of do every other week. Um, and it, so that's about a year and two months or so. So how do you do that? Um, so I would say two suggestions would be, the first is sometimes you have to modify to, the, to your culture. So we are modifying. So when we do a translation, uh, we send a, uh, our manuscripts to the translator and we highlight everything that's an idiom. So raining like cats and dogs. And we say, it's heavily raining, you know, so we, but then we say, we want you to culturize this wherever you're at. So we, there are times where we've changed that. I think it's the same for your environment. Uh, right now we're in talks uh, with um, Delta Force officers and chaplains and whatnot for a military version. We're going to change a little bit. They're used to even doing meeting in threes. We're exploring that right now. Uh, what does that mean? Law enforcement uh, uh, officers, students. So I think you have to modify. So if you have to condense it within your context, I would say that, you know, go for it. Um, the second thing I would say is that people have asked us about our new favorite word called Zoom. <laughs> Can you do disciple making over Zoom? Uh, yes. So we, uh, of course, all have experienced Zoom fatigue. But before COVID came to be, uh, COVID-19, uh, we were being asked in some larger cities around the world, like Beirut, Nairobi, with traffic that is so insane that it was taking people an hour and a half just to go meet, to get to where they're going to meet, yeah. New York City, <laughs> right? Legos. Mm. Legos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Or and then we're going to meet for an hour and a half or so. And then it's an hour and a half to get back home. And man, they're like, we're just not we're not finding interest in this. I wonder why. So even before COVID came to be, they were asking, can you do Zoom? Another option. So what we're doing is we're rethinking probably about 60 to 70 percent of our labs you could do over Zoom. But we're rethinking some of them to add alternates. On, on many of our labs, we have alternates to our labs. So we have some that may be a little bit like, wow, that's pretty intense. Let's do another one. And so we have some alternates. And so right now, rethinking Zoom. So you may do during the summer, you know, sessions or whatever. Hey, let's do this through Zoom just to keep it going. So. Did you ever break this apart for like our college students, like they would meet with a mentor for school year, you know, one, and then they would break come back together and pick up where they left off? I think it's a great question. I, so let me repeat the question. For a student environment, could you ever say, let's do module zero and one in seven months, and then when they take a summer break, they come back, let's do module two or three. I think that's brilliant. I think, that, I think that's actually your probably best option. Yeah, because it gives them a little bit of break. Because here's the thing, you can, can you cover the material if you get after it in six, seven months? You can. But I'm, when you get to that six-month mark, it's almost like, oh, now we're disciple-making. 
and you only have one you only have one month now like you know so you want to really you just you want to you want to stretch it out so that that relationship and that safeness is built yeah any other questions yes so the next app is designed for new believers yes you go through that in three months mm -hmm. they finish that mm -hmm. they then move in the next yeah uh, exchange I'm yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we we have just seen it, and that's been super, super popular around the world uh, because we have areas we have we have uh, about twenty five directors around the world that are uh, so we have champions, trainers, and directors. So we have ch uh, directors around the world that our uh, director would be over regions. So for example, our director in Nepal is on mission right now. He will. Uh, he left October 30th. We'll be back November the 10th, and so he uh, brings the gospel to the, the most remote uh, areas. He'll he'll be in a jeep for 36 to 48 hours, then he'll walk seven to eight hours with the tools in hand. So that and bringing people coming to Christ at a very high risk, by the way. Uh, and so um, so he starts them off with next. And then after three or four months, then they go right into exchange. So, if, you know, as you make a disciple, the ultimate fruit is for that disciple to become a disciple maker. You bet. Where in this process do you encourage your disciple mm -hmm. to think about becoming a disciple maker? At the end of next mm -hmm. or halfway through exchange? Or where, mm -hmm. where do you think about that? Yeah, so we, um, we spent a bit of time on that in a previous session, but I'll just show you uh, just briefly, and then you and I can talk afterwards. So when we come to this, uh, so up to this point, you're, you're talking about six to eight months probably to get to that point. At this point, no disciple book. We want them to begin to build a muscle of pouring into another person. And this entire three to four months is all based on why you should disciple. At this point, we go a little heavier. We're talking about the kingdom of light versus the kingdom of darkness. Our phrase is that the that we expand the kingdom when we when someone gets converted, but we're not advancing the kingdom with infants. So we advance the kingdom with an infantry, not infants. So we have too many uh, people in the playpen, and uh, that we're not advancing. So uh, at this point, I was talking to someone else. At this point, you know, so three or four months out from ending. With the guys I disciple, I'm like, I want the names of three men that you're going to potentially disciple, and we're going to pray for which one of those is going to be. And so we're talking about it for a long time. And so, again, that's why our, our high rate of success. Yes? I just wondered, um, what does a disciple actually work for? If I click on zero yeah. and zero entry, mm -hmm. Disciple Maker's Guide, Intro, Lab, Worksheets, mm -hmm. Story, mm -hmm. what is the disciple working on? Mm -hmm. The discipler obviously sees the guide. And engages that but i'm saying that the disciple also sees that yeah but they're not engaging that's the same program yeah it's a great question so the question is what's the disciple working on while the disciple maker is so there's things that so there's a disciple maker book or module and there's the disciple module the things that are common are the introduction the kind of the read the reading content it's about two pages we try to keep it short but not shallow and there's about a three-page worksheet both disciple maker and disciple are seeing that what they, what's the difference is that there's a disciple maker guide that has, hey, here's a word of advice, here's a warning, here's something, here's a focus of the chapter, here's the lab. The disciple is not seeing any of that. Here's specific things related to the content of this chapter that you should be praying for your disciple for. Disciple doesn't see that. Before moving on, hey, assess this before you move on. Disciple doesn't see that. So that's the distinguishing factor. Yeah. Other questions? Yeah. 
they've received just that contract? That's an excellent question. So let me just make this statement. When you're signing up for the app, you're going to sign up as a disciple maker or a disciple. That's going to determine your track. So if you sign up as a disciple, you're not going to see the disciple maker guide. Yeah. Kind of thinking through the lens of like 60, well, I've heard different stats, but say 60% of people are just no longer willing to show up to church. Mm -hmm. um, what part of this equips people to think missionally about the people, people far from God in their lives and to engage in mission to mm -hmm. reach them with the gospel in a meaningful way? It's great. So the question is, how, does this, how do these tools uh, catalyze uh, people to reach the unreached or the disenfranchised or whatever they might be, those who are far away from Christ? So in the mixed tool, there are four spheres or relational circles, uh, God, church, family, world. And so in that world sphere, yes, there is. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, in the world sphere, uh, th that's all about how to share Christ in a very well. In fact, in our church, we're doing a whole year campaign using the app. And so we have a whole section of how to become aware of who's around you, how to care for them, how to prepare and how to share. So uh, we're, we have a whole stretch in there. Um, no, I wouldn't say so. It would it'd be specifically that toolbox. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, not everyone's willing to pay the cost to become a disciple. Mm -hmm. You've been using this platform for a while. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, what's been your experience with the people <coughs> entering the gateway with Next? What percentage of them are still, uh, how many are continuing in faith, you know, three months later, a year later? What's been your observation? Unbelievable. The problem is that we typically throw them into a class and there's no one, there's no way to customize the conversation. I'm still struggling with this or that or the other. And so we've seen a great stickability uh, uh, through, through a table for two. It's harder to wiggle, it's harder to anonymously ghost and leave uh, a table for two. It's pretty obvious that you're not sitting there anymore. If you're in a classroom, People can leave and like, I wonder what happened to Bob. And so we find the stickability very high. 80% of our disciple, disciples become disciple makers. 80%. Over 80%. Yes. Is the app designed to be used every day like as part of, like as you're developing the devotional habits, yeah. and prayer time? Mm -hmm. is, that, is it something that's designed to be accessed every day or just when you go in and try to catch up? You could, because the way that we've broken them down into smaller sections, that's what I say to my the guys I'm discipling. Hey, use this as a devotional. Do one section a day and it will last about two weeks. Yeah, okay. Hey, let me pray for you guys. Appreciate your time and us being together. Father, thank you so much for... Uh, for your greatness and uh, for the assignment that you've given for us to make disciples. So I pray, God, as you have said to go, to be active, to activate this assignment and not just sit on it. As leaders, as followers, as brothers and sisters in Christ, as part of a larger kingdom work, God, I pray that none of us will go back so overwhelmed that we do nothing. So God, would you uniquely whisper to us, what you want us to do in our next step, very simply, and especially engaging the everyday people of our church. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you.
Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed all of those episodes featuring Small Circle. Next up, we've got track sessions from TCM International Institute featuring Jordan Sheets. He is the professor of biblical studies at TCM, but has also been a professor at various other universities from around the globe. There's a ton of great stuff coming up next, so hit subscribe so you know the minute that I release the next episode. All right, everybody, thanks for listening and have a great day.